Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, I'm Michaela from Columbus, and I would absolutely recommend 3C. Because the accident wasn't my fault, 3C stepped in to handle the other person's insurance company, so I didn't have to do a thing. While they were fixing up my bumper, they actually fixed up a few of the scratches that were there, and now it looks brand new. I would totally recommend 3C to my friends and family, and I have been. <laughs> 3C Body Shop. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages. Or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. This is Matt Hicks with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. All right, everybody, welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. I am just happy to be joined today by uh, Frisco Rough Riders pitcher Zach Kent. Zach, how are you doing today? Doing great. Great to be on. Thanks, Ben. Great to have you back. I told you when I met you in Frisco at Media Day, but you're still our, our number one uh, downloaded podcast of all time. So we'll see if you can beat yourself with this one. Uh, I don't know how, but we'll try. <laughs> Apparently you're, yeah. you're, you're popular in whatever circle listens to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they like a little country boy from Virginia, I guess. Apparently so. Apparently so. But all right, let's start off. How are you feeling? We're about two months into the season now. So how are you feeling being in double A the whole time so far this year? Uh, feeling good. I mean, obviously the numbers aren't there right now, but um, I think each week I've taken a, a baby step forward. And especially from the last start, I think I took a, a pretty big step forward in terms of just throwing the ball over the plate 
Um, cause if you go look at the numbers, you're like <laughs> 20, 20 walks and 26 innings. Like you, you only walked like 28 guys last year. So, uh, it's been, it's been a little frustrating considering the spring that I had, I, I felt really good during spring, had a lot of success and, and, uh, looked really good in spring and then kind of came out and first week was, uh, San Antonio, just getting back into the rhythm of things with four innings, a few runs. And then ended up hurting my hamstrings, missed missed a week from that, and then came back from that with a pitch count and just didn't feel good on the mound. And then I've been trying to find myself from from then on out. But um, I'm I'm just trying to take it day by day. Still, I think I said it before when we when we talked before. Um, I'm I'm still trying to take it day by day, trying not to get too caught up in the future, trying not to get too caught up in the past. I mean, when you're not having success, it's hard to to not do more. Um, yeah. or, you know, beat yourself up, but I've been able to have a good group of people around me, um, family and, uh, Jeff and you know, Rangers guys that I've been talking to have kind of helped me. Hey, my stuff's fine. So other, other than all that I'm doing, I'm doing really good baseball wise. It's, it's still fun. I'm still enjoying it, even though I'm getting my butt kicked right now. And I was going to ask you, you know, right now, I know when you're in the minors, it's not always about wins and losses. It's about developing stuff. What do they have you sort of working on right now? Is there anything Jeff is trying to get you to develop at the moment? Yeah. So I think right now, um, my slider command to my glove side hasn't been the best where last year I was almost on command. I can, I can throw it where I want it. Where right now I'm kind of throwing it more, uh, bottom middle of the zone. So it's getting a lot of fouls or a lot of like soft contact where it's just running my pitch count up rather than getting that swing and miss that I was getting before. So um, last start, I kind of found it early and then lost it uh, in the middle, middle innings. Um, but for the most part, it's just continuing to use four pitches because um, Jeff and Jordan Teague have told me, uh, you know, stop trying to be a four pitch pitcher. You have four pitches. So stop trying to force pitches in like in weird counts and throwing like two Oh change. I was like, no, you don't need to do that. Go back to yourself and use your change up and your curveball to complement your other pitches rather than forcing them in situations that are getting in bad counts. Yeah. I got you. And CJ has joined you. CJ, how's it going, man? It's going Zach. What's up, buddy? What's up? How's it going? Hey man, I'm glad I'm here. I've been high on you since last year at Hickory. So <laughs> I hope, I Thank hope you. you just mentioned that because I've been telling people. Yeah. Quick story. CJ is actually the one that got you on the podcast last time. And then he couldn't make it. It was just you and me. And he was really angry that yeah. he wasn't able to be. I was, I was, I was a little bit pissed off. Yeah. He was a little bit yeah. pissed off. this time. Well, I'm like, glad you're on now. Yeah. This uh, time he was too, running buddy. late and I was like, Oh, please don't miss the second one. CJ. Right. Don't miss the second one. <laughs> no, we just finished with question two. If you want to take question three, CJ. All right. Uh, so, yeah, you're part of a really, really talented group of pitchers, bud. Uh, so what's it like working alongside, uh, you know, Cole Reagans, Cody Bradford, Justin Slayton, who, who's, who's uh, a guy that I'm watching a lot this year as well. He's, 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 he's the Zach Kent of this year to me, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jack Leiter. I mean, all that talent there. So, so what's it like to be working with that, with that, with that group? Yeah. I mean, we all kind of have different things that make us good. Um, where we're like, you know, I can't go out there and try to do what Jack does and Slayton can't go out there and try to do what I do. And I, and Cody can't try to do what Jack, you know, we all have different stuff. So when we go out there and pitch, we're more so seeing how we, how each guy kind of goes about the hitters rather than like, all right, you know, my slider is like this guy's slider. So I need to you know, go like that. It's more like, all right, how is he attacking? Is he, is he, is he setting them up different? Is he going hard, soft, soft, hard? Uh, how's he using his fastball? So we're kind of looking at that a lot right now. Whereas in last year, 
we were still figuring ourselves out. You know, we didn't play any baseball in 2020. So when I played with Cody Reagans and Slayton last year, we were all still trying to get our feet wet back in some, you know, affiliated baseball and some organized baseball. So this year, we're, as, as we know what we've done in the past and what we can do, we're still trying to, we're still trying to learn ourselves out here in double A because most of us, other than Reagans, me and Cody, uh, I mean, we spent maybe a quarter of a season in double A. So we're still trying to figure out the league, still trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, play at the upper levels. Um, I, I told Ben before, like I've kind of had my own little struggles up to this point right now um, in double A. But I mean, with those guys, we're holding each other accountable. Um, we're all trying to go five, six innings and strike out as many as we can. But as much talent as we have, I don't think that all all five of us in the rotation plus Slayton on Sundays have hit like our full stride where, you know, all five of us are going strong. We kind of have one guy goes good one week, the next guy goes next week, the next guy goes good. So we're going to be pretty scary. And I would say probably, I think June is about where it's going to be, where we're going to be pretty scary this month and going forward. I think uh, we're going to be pretty tough to handle uh, as, as the rest of the season goes. We got, we got all the, got our feet wet now and we're all good to go. I think, I think we're going to be pretty good going forward. And what a lot of people probably don't understand, uh, you know, competition, especially on team, you know, with the team, um, you know, when you're coming up through the game, you know, it's people are like, well, you, you would look at guys next to you and be like, you know, I hope he doesn't has a bad outing or whatever. So that way you can be more successful with the ladder faster in the organization, but that's not the way in baseball, especially with pitching. Um, no. You guys are rooting each other on and helping each other because it makes you uh, makes you and 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 your teammates, your, your fellow pitchers, better. So the more competition yeah. you can have, the better you can be. Uh, is is good for the guy that's next to you. So kind of talk about that that and 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 just like it's not as maybe I mean there maybe it is a little bit of a competition because I mean we're all competitive people. You guys are competitive yeah. people, but at the same time you're competing for each other's success, not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so last year, I mean, obviously we've already talked about this in, in the previous podcast where I was relieving and, uh, I just really wanted to be a starter. So I wasn't hoping that anybody did bad in front of me, but I was more so hoping that they did good so they can get called up so I can go into that position. Yeah. So it's kind of like that where we have right now in double A it's like, Hey, you know, we know that we know that our big league club is, you know, obviously we're big league clubs playing well, but we want to get to the big leagues. We want to be a starting pitcher for the big leagues. So in order for us to get to, AAA, it doesn't matter how well we're doing, they'll find a spot for us, but we also need people above us to do, I would hope they do well, they get called to the big, so then we're able to go up. And then same thing at the lower, you know, below us, we want somebody doing really well below us to push us up and so forth and so on. So it's better to be that way and have a good competitive environment in your organization rather than hoping everybody done bad. And then you have beginning of bad chemistry and then the same guys, the guys that are, you know, are hoping that people do bad go up to the big leagues and now you're hoping you know in the big leagues you're trying to win games you can't be hoping everybody gets bad around you in the big leagues so it just it wouldn't be it'd be a very toxic environment and wouldn't be a good clubhouse kind of environment so i mean what what frisco and the rangers have done is instilled that compet the competition between each other and hoping that hey if you go six innings well i'm going 6.1 and i'm striking out 10 rather than oh you went six innings and four runs i hope you know, hope next time you go out, you go one inning and give up 10 runs kind of thing. It's not like that at all. Um, so it's, 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 it's really good. Um, I would almost say it's kind of like 
it's kind of college-esque in, in terms of like you want everybody to do well, you want to win games, but it's not how it was probably in the past in, in uh, minor league baseball where you just hope the guy next to you does worse so you look better and you yeah. move up kind of thing. So speaking of guys that you've been around that they're doing better, uh, I'm sure you keep up a little bit with the big club, but Sam Huff and Josh Smith, both guys you played with last year, Sam, yeah. Huff, Sam Huff is tearing it up in the majors and Josh Smith had a pretty good debut. That was the game I covered the other day when Josh Smith had his debut. Yeah. So what's it like for you to watch guys that you played with, you know, like Sam Huff, who's a fantastic catcher and man, when he gets a hold of a ball, it's ridiculous, but what's it like to watch <laughs> those guys now on that stage? It's, it's really crazy to me because I've always, I've always been like, I feel like I don't belong here. And I know I belong here now, but before, like I came from a small town to a small college and now I'm playing pro baseball and, and, you know, and I'm at the upper levels of minor league baseball. So it's always crazy to me. Like I still can't wrap my head around that. I played with Josh Smith, you know, for, it wasn't many games. Cause he, we all we got called together and he was traded halfway through the season. Or he, he have I luxurious still, like, hair. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and it's just, it's just crazy to me. It's like, like he's a big, like I played him. Like I know him well. And like Sam Huff, like in the off season, um, he was around Arizona a little bit and then, you know, CBA and everything, but I still talked to him, got to know him pretty well. And, and to see him tearing up, up up there, especially like how he was feeling at the end of Frisco, kind of trying to find a swing back and everything. I mean, it's just, and the dude flicks baseballs out. He doesn't hit baseball. He just flicks. The swing is It's a short like, little swing and it just pop. Yeah. There it goes. It just looks like he has a toothpick in his hand. He just flip, and the ball comes <laughs> off 110 and goes 430 feet. And then with and then with Josh, I mean, he's just he's playing backyard baseball 24 seven. He's up there, no bat, no BGs. Got his uh, his gold wedding, uh, ring. wedding ring on. Yeah, he's got his hair chilling. You know, he's out there just playing some baseball. He doesn't, you know, like I don't think he gets too caught up in everything around him. I mean, I was watching his debut. He got his hit, and he's just staring. He's not even smiling. He's like, it's just another day for him. So it, it's like, those are the guys, like, I mean, they're grinders, both of them guys, and, and they're exceptional baseball players. And they're going to be really good for a long time, I think. Yeah, uh, Ben was covering that game. He was up in the up in the stand, or up in the press box, and and he was covering that. And Eli White made that insane catch. Oh, where gosh. You that would imagine, crazy. like, when you first watch it, you think he put his, you know, he used the, the wall to get up and catch it. But he did not. It was that was all ups, man. All straight natural ups. He didn't even he didn't touch the wall until after he caught the ball. So the Mavericks uh, might be looking for some. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I mean, eleven feet in the air is where is where he uh, he caught the ball. So yeah, yeah. that's dunk, that's Duncan range. Um, <laughs> so uh, so what's 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 kind of some things that you've been working on this year uh, that maybe. Um, Last year, obviously, you were still trying to to kind of learn what what's effective and what 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 you can do to to work to to I guess to to, to work against the opposition. And I know no, that's still that's still the goal is to f- keep figuring things out and keep figuring things out. But um, have you seen something that you can you can say, hey, this is something I can trust in a certain count, or this is something that I can this is something I can go with, or this is an attack or an approach that I can take. Uh, so is it kind of a, something that you've been able to go from year to year going, okay, this, this, you know, this is my bread and butter and this is what I can go with. And then, um, you know, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. So, um, the whole, the whole, uh, off season that I had stayed in Arizona and just going, going through that, you know, that wasn't, wasn't fun while I was doing it, but it definitely was rewarding in terms of now I have a fastball, I can throw at the top of the zone and that's predominantly where I've been throwing my fastball to like the, 
top third of the zone, where last year I threw at the bottom. So I still I'm, – I'm finding that I can trust it more going up now, and I probably throw – 45% of my fastballs to the top of the zone. And then, you know, where last year I probably threw 20% of my fastballs. Um, and uh, continuing to trust that changeup that, I de- that I've developed um, and just being able to be more consistent with that. But I've attacked hitters a little more different as I've been trying to be more aggressive to the top of the zone. And I wasn't getting there early in the year. So it was leading me to being in bad counts and a lot of 2-0 counts. And then I was trying to force a changeup in a 2-0 count that's my, you know, my third pitch. And I'm, now I'm in three out and then I'm like, all right, like you got to find a way to get this guy out now. So I think that's where I ran to a lot of my trouble early in the year was I trusted it, but I didn't necessarily believe it would get the job done. Where now my last like few starts, um, I trust that my fastball is going to be there when I, when I go up and I trust that my slider is going to be there where before I was just hoping they were swinging at stuff. Cause I was, you know, I was in bad counts. Um, but I found I found that my like my changeup actually plays a lot better than I than I really thought it was because the numbers say it's good, but I never threw it in the zone. When I did, it was like broken bats, weak contact. But it turns out weak contact's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's what that's what Jeff's telling me. He's like, dude, as long as you keep the ball in front of the outfielders, you're gonna you're gonna do a good job. And I was like, okay, it makes sense. But how do I know that? He's like, I'll tell you how. Greg Max told me that. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, if that worked for Greg Max, it worked. For him. Yeah. So I've I've had to be open to the weak contact. That's a lot of the contact that I've gotten this year has been just weak contact and a few home runs. But most of the runs are coming off walks, and then the weak contact comes and scores and with two outs. So it's a lot of the, the numbers don't look good. I'm still pitching. I'm, I would say I'm pitching decent. I'm not pitching at any caliber that I should be by any means. I don't think I've even came out and pitched a game where I've had anything better than my like C plus stuff. And it's been pretty frustrating because I've been throwing my slider down the middle. It doesn't get any more down the middle than I'm throwing. You look at the, you go look at a chart and you click slider it's down the middle. So I'm, <laughs> that's been frustrating where last year I threw it to the, the outer third and, yeah. and below the zone yeah. like 60% of the time. Yeah. So I'm getting, I'm getting back to my ways, but. But yeah, I mean, you know it's there. You know it's there. Yeah. it's there. Yeah, my stuff's yeah. there. Yeah. My stuff's there. It's just I'm not executing it as as I should have right now. So I know you're starting today. Do you have any traditions or superstitions leading up to a start? Because, you know, baseball players aren't superstitious at all. Now he's got a new one. It's, it's talk to the <laughs> Ranger report, right? Yeah, I know. Hey, if, I, if I go out here. If I go here and punch, you know, more than 10, I, I think I'll punch 15. I'll see you next Friday. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll be here, bro. We'll be here. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, no, not too much. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a really uh, superstitious person. I kind of go about my day. I mean, I, I, I'd hope to feel good on that day. That's, I guess that's a little bit of it, but um, I just actually today, my dad said, I think it was John Smoltz. He was watching like MLB network and they asked John Smoltz what he ate before every game. And he said he ate pancakes because it's something that you can hold in your body uh, during the day. You don't really, because on game days you can't really eat too much. Uh, at least for me, I can't. And he said he couldn't talk about John Smoltz. So he was saying that uh, he had pancakes in the morning because it, it held him to about three o'clock and you have a little light snack. And then, he would go and pitch. So I actually, today I sent a picture to my dad and I said, I'm eating some pancakes for some good luck. Uh, and he, and he said, that's the way to do it. So I guess I'm getting, I guess I'm starting to get a little st- uh, superstitious as the year's going about. Cause I'm trying to find something that works for me. Maybe it's eating pancakes and it holds me, you know, it holds me over to the game or something like that. But um, I, from general consensus now, I'm not superstitious. So what's been your favorite? Well, you heard it here. 
if he goes out there and kills it tonight, he's going to be on with us again next week. So, sure. <laughs> right. so what's, what's been your favorite road stadium to play in and, and why? Um, I would, I would probably say it would be here uh, after, I mean, even if I don't pitch well, if I do pitch well, like I don't, doesn't matter. this place is beautiful. Um, I was telling Ben that our hotel is on one side of a river and then it's like, I think it's called like the little Arkansas river. And then the river runs through the middle of it. And then there's a bridge and there's just like art and walkways. It's beautiful outside when it's sunny right across from the stadium. And then the stadium was built in like 2020. So it's, it's super new. Everything's super nice. Um, so I would probably say Wichita, but I really enjoyed being in Tulsa when we were there. Um, because that feel was pretty nice as well. And you had, you could see like the city in the background. Um, it was just hot. It was hot. And I, and I wish that the PGA championship was, going on the week that we were there. Cause I would have gone and watched some of that, oh, yeah. uh, but it was there the week after, but uh, yeah, Wichita so far has been pretty nice. Uh, so are you guys ever tempted to jump in the lazy river at your ballpark? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Last year, last year I was in like two or three times. Uh, during the season. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really, I just asked Jeff I, when I got there, you know, I didn't really know Jeff too well before. And I was like, hey, Jeff, can I get lazy river? He's like, yeah, but if you do, you got two hours for stretch. So I was showing up at like 11 o'clock on a <laughs> seven o'clock game day, chilling in the lazy river with me, me and Cody Bradford. We just chill out there for an hour, get out, hang around and then go about our day. But it's nice up there, but they actually told us this year that we need to talk to the staff first to make sure it's clean. Cause sometimes they have people have accidents in there. And I was like, y'all didn't tell me this last year. Was, was I like chilling in it when there's some matter floating around in there or what? Some fecal matter. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. No, <laughs> that's great. So I'm a little worried, you know, now to get in it, but so people last year, I was in it all. So you're saying is people are getting a little too lazy in the lazy river. <laughs> yeah, I guess, especially after those Thursdays, I'm assuming. Yeah. Those thirsty Thursdays. Yeah. Thursdays. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now you're making damn sure you ask them before you get I know. That's for sure. And speaking of superstitions, I, I have them, but just to, to, to play fun with players like Ricky Venasco, um, he had, a, he released a video during the summer or during the lockout where he's wearing the same uh, uh, workout shorts that I have exact same camo black camo yeah. shorts. So every time he starts that day, I wear the, I, I let him know, I said, Hey buddy, nice. you know, I'm wearing the shorts. Let's go. You know, that's, so that's pretty good. That's just pretty kind good. of getting some, giving him some mojo from up here in Amarillo. So yeah, there you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. You got anything else for him, CJ? Man, I'd, he's, he's killing it. He killed already it. hit him with the Waterburger question last time we had him on. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, oh, I had so, Waterburger so last talk time. About, Hold on. Go ahead. Yeah, Zach. So talk, talk about Whataburger. Um, so I had it like once and um, I knew it was better than that. I knew that. And then actually in uh, Frisco, was it last, yeah, last week, they were like, hey, has anybody like tried the whole menu? We're going to do like a video thing. Um, if anybody hasn't had the menu, we'd like you first. I said, I have not had anything but the regular cheeseburger. I took everything off of just had the cheese and the burger. Like, well, all the stuff's going to be on it, but you can try all this different stuff. It was like this or that. So I was doing that. And I was like, I'm not a big fan of avocado. And but I had the avocado bacon avocado burger avocado bacon burger yep that that thing was elite it was elite <laughs> i had that it was either that or the spicy chicken sandwich and i mean the avocado bacon burger blew it off charts cuz i think it was the texas toast part of it i was like yeah. wow this is good and then the bob was good and then i had yep. the strawberry milkshake was good when i was yep. trying all that stuff but 
it it, it blew it just it, it was good so they're indoctrinating y'all yeah they're indoctrinating yeah. y'all down there yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're making sure y'all y'all uh y'all get your your water burger that's for sure and i i mean i've always told people it's a place where i could go and i've I've gone, I've gone there with the idea, like, okay, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to get the patty milk, you know, or, yeah. or something. Then I end up getting the mushroom and Swiss or, <laughs> you know, or the Buffalo ranch chicken strip sandwich. Um, or, you know, it's, so it's a place where I, I say, I can drive up, look at the menu, throw a dart blindfolded and see. Hit something good. That's yeah. what's what yeah. I want right there. So yeah. Whataburger. Well, uh, Zach, last, last night I had the stuff. double, double, double with jalapenos and bacon. Oh, that's good. Hmm. That's yeah. good stuff right there. All right, Zach. Well, best of luck on your uh, on your pitching tonight. Hopefully, you do really well, and we'll talk to you again next Friday. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you all we'll very hold, much for having we'll me. We'll hold on. it to you, brother. We'll hold it to you. No, but Zach, I'll go out there and get one for you. We're we're, right. we're watching. We're paying attention. We like you, and we hope we wish nothing but success for you. And hopefully, you uh, you finish out this season really strong. Yes, sir. Thank you all very much. Y'all have always, a great rest. Always of your day. know I had had your back way before anybody else did. <laughs> Let's go, yes, Let's sir. Go. Zach. Thank you, sir. All right, take, take it easy. Take care, buddy. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.